Coming up on this week's Trillionaire Mindset, we have Getter in talks to buy Flink. Oh my God, the banking scare continues with banks collapsing left and right. Carl Icahn accused of fraud by Hindenburg. Oh baby, it's a mess. Joe Byron, Dark Brandon, makes it official. He's running for president again. God bless America. And the godfather of AI is leaving Google. Where's he going? What's he doing? Find out. Only on this week's Trillionaire Mindset. You guys just missed it. We, oh man, we were just having the funniest time right before the episode started. Oh yeah, maybe a little more in the cans. A little more the cans. That's that's, that's okay. Oh, that's professional lingo for headphones. I think I'm. I'm I think I found a nice level. I think I found a yeah. level I really like here. Okay, hey, let's get it out of the way, you big slut, Steve sluts. Get that disclaimer out. Check just it. Check it right now, yeah. so you can get to enjoying the show. TraderTreehouse.com. Credit card website is coming soon. Incoming. It's Incoming. coming. Incoming. We need to I need to get the um people to approve it and then it's good to go. And then we went live yesterday. Oh yeah. We're gonna go live today, but but for you guys. But for you happen. guys it'll have happened already. So go back and watch it. Yeah. And if you're one of those people, because there was a guy who DM'd me and said, Will it be recorded? Brother. We've done like four of these by now, and they are on the YouTube channel. I implore you to take a moment and just look. Yeah, tinker around. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can look. It's not going to kill you. But yes, it gets recorded and posted. Oh, we should also say go check out, if you haven't seen it yet, we did an episode of Perfect Person oh, Pod. Right. Yes. <clears throat> so I'm not going to tell you how to do that. You're just going to have to find that. I believe in you. <laughs> I think you can well, find it. Yeah, if you search "perfect person pod," yeah, yeah, it'll come up. I bet. Yes, it will come <laughs> up. Yeah. But me and Ben, uh, we took some calls. We gave some advice. Yes, we fun. did. I think it was and good. It might advice. be something you'd enjoy watching. Yeah, that guy. He was a he was a really good um, podcast host. Oh, he's great, Miles. Yeah, yeah Miles. And his counterpart, Kilometer, was, was pretty good, too. Thank you, Luke. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Did you hear the huge news? Are we going to get right into it? it? We're going to get right into shit. it right off the guys, bat. Guys, get her. Yeah, can we, can we pull this up? Yeah, holy fucking shit. I can't believe that this is happening. Uh, this Turkish delivery startup, Getter, is in talks to buy Flink. Which is <laughs> huge. Whoa. And if you didn't know already, here, scroll down, please, because there's... Uh, 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 we know that. Where is it? Fuck, fuck. God damn it! Oh, oh, yeah. Because the we we had this already. When because uh, in May of 2022, as we all know, Flink acquired Kajoo. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and London-based Wheezy and Spain's Block. I think there was an acquisition from a Berlin-based delivery startup, Gorillas. Yeah, that's right. So uh, eager to see if Getter and. Get her in Flink. Bluesy. What's it called? Flink. <laughs> We're wishing them all the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flink acquired Kajoo. Yeah, but Gorillas then, acquired uh, Wheezy and Block. Yeah, but now it looks like Getter's, Getter's getting in there. Yeah. With uh, th- with this new Flink acquisition, <laughs> they're just making this shit up now. I do have to say, I hate this. Um, this is the Motley Fool. Yeah. It's the the whole website is like. Even the shortest lived mayflies got nothing on God damn it with the f- how did we just get locked out? What oh, well that's because their whole website is just one big paywall. But we were reading it. New fine. stock picks each month. Oh, there we go. Wait, what does the headline say? Go up. At the top? Even the Even the shortest lived mayflies got nothing on instant grocery startups. Uh yeah. Huh. Yeah, because over there there's a bunch of uh don't worry, we're not getting into this sh- boring shit with grocery delivery crap i just thought it was a funny headline berlin based start berlin blink flink yeah it just feels like a fake headline 
It but is. It, it's also just did you, did you remember that ger- there was a, a couple German I think they were German entrepreneurs who uh, just would clone American companies and and recreate them over in Europe. It was that like makes a whole. Sense. I just got back and they have all. They, did you see Flink? No, but I saw like Deliveroo. Oh yeah, and, well Deliveroo is uh, a big one. Yeah. Here. It's just over there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's basically like Uber Eats or Seamless. Yeah, or... it's all the same shit. Yeah. But this this German-based company would, it was so smart. Like in 2009 or 2010 would just, I think they did it with eBay, I want to say, or Etsy or something. And then they did it with Uber and a bunch of shit. And they just, immediately it was super successful. So smart. Oh, God. Those guys, man. Damn. We got to start a We got to move free. to Berlin. Mm. I don't know if I could take all the late night dancing, though. Uh, yeah, I I remember going to where Michael Jackson dangled his baby off the balcony. That you was went? in Berlin. Yeah, me and my uh, good fr- uh, friend Bo went, and um, and you were like, so that's where it all happened. Well, no, he knew wasn't a it guy. just a hotel. Yes, but he knew a guy there, and the guy took us there, and he goes, that's where that's where Michael Jackson dangles his baby off of the the thing right there, and we were like, oh yeah, well, wow, yeah, right there. For those of you who don't know, Michael Jackson dangled his baby off of a balcony of a hotel in Berlin, and it caused quite a stir at the time. Hmm. He fully, like, oh, it looked like he was going to drop the baby. He puts it over the balcony. Was it Blanket? Wasn't that the kid's name? <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's Michael Jackson's kid's name. I know. I just forgot it was Blanket. Yeah. Michael Jackson. There he is. Hey, everyone. It actually doesn't look that crazy. Oh, I guess it's... No. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, that's actually did quite the baby. Yeah. Oh, Par- yeah, Paris was one of the kids' names, and then Blanket was another. I'm surprised he didn't have a kid named, like, Cookies and Milk. He might have. The guy was obsessed with Cookies and Milk. Was he? Yeah. I mean, all those interviews, he'd always talk about giving children cookies and milk in bed. Ew, I don't like that. <laughs> all right, if Michael Jackson offered you $10 million to... For a little cookies and milk in bed? No, no, for your kid to go over there. And, oh, I would do it. I wouldn't let my kid do it. You'd go over there and hang out with him? I'd say, son, you stay here. I'd put on his I'd put on his clothes and pretend. <laughs> I'd say, Mr. Jackson, thank you. Thank you for having me over. I'm, I'm so excited to eat these milk and cookies. Yeah. Do you think that and he... I'd say, do you have any spilt? Spilt? For that joke to land, it requires you having a memory. Do you know what spilt? What is spilt? We talked about it on the show. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Wait. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Spilt is the energy move. Yeah. Okay. Whew. You're not getting me yet. You're not getting me yet. I, we were talking yesterday. We were going over the, the outline for the show, and I was like, hey, have we talked about whatever the fuck it was? No, you, you were, were like, like yes. You, no, you were like, have you seen this TikTok? It's so funny. And it was describing, and I was like, dude, we talked about this on the show. Would you, what was it? It was the AI tricking people into doing oh yeah stuff yeah, doing the captcha yeah. Don't worry, guy gang. I'm still I'm still here. I still know, I know enough. I do worry though. I do worry. We all worry. Fuck. <laughs> now nah, my brain is totally fine. Oh, um. The other big news was that Elon and everybody's been DMing me about it. Is that Elon Musk finally took my idea, and and is doing a la carte articles so you don't have to su- is he gonna do it or i mean is he doing it or did he say he's going to do it and it probably won't there is a big difference uh i think I, that he's gonna do it but are all the media companies getting on board with this and i have no idea okay i don't think he's i mean we'll see because normally you you go click on an article by the new york times or whatever and you've got to subscribe to see it but people don't want to subscribe but they might be more inclined to just buy the article a one-off for a buck and that's exactly what my idea was that I've been talking about for years. Well, he didn't say it's going to cost a buck. We don't know how much it's going to cost. Oh, I thought he said 99 cents. Oh, 99 cents? I, I don't know. That's just in my brain. Maybe that's because that's my idea. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> that know is if he my said 99 idea. 99 cents. Fuck, I should have said patent pending when I talked about it. That way he couldn't steal it. I still think it's a bad idea. You think, okay, why do you think it's a bad idea? I'm going to put my credit card in every time I want to read an article. You don't have to put <laughs> your credit card in. You've got Apple Pay. You just double tap. What if I'm on web? You're always on web, dude. <laughs> what if I'm on a, on a web browser? Then you fucking, you don't have like the automatic thing where you just scan your fingerprint? Dude, I don't, yeah, I do. But like that feels, cr- like I'm just fucking fingerprinting ads every time. I mean, articles. 
Yeah, well, we... I'd much rather... I read so many articles, I'd probably just pay for the fucking... It'd be more cost-effective. We also just use the Firefox. No, we don't. Can we not say that? You can't say that? We could, but... I mean, I don't think it's the right thing to do. <laughs> they can take it, man. They're, they can... The New York Times and all those shit, they can handle it, right? I'm not... I didn't say anything. <laughs> There's not any kind of extension or plug-in for certain browsers that allow you to <laughs> bypass paywalls. It's not like those exist. That's kind of fucked up. Why would anybody invent that, I let know. alone use it? <laughs> <laughs> damn. Anyway, damn, we got a whole ass episode today, don't we? We do have a whole episode. To, a whole ass episode. Yeah. Today we're talking about the rear end of a human. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on there. Uh, arguably the best part of the human, the rear end. Very versatile. Anyway. Uh, what do we really want to talk about? We want to talk about the uh, the, the continuing bank scare. Ah! That actually did scare me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's the bank And that's scare. a metaphor for what's going on in, yeah. the, in the banking industry. First Republic was, uh, <clears throat> I think it was, when was it? Sunday night went under? Yeah, it was something? over the weekend. Over the weekend? Because by Monday, 84 branches of First Republic were turned into- Got caught on fire. Oh. Were turned into- J.P. Morgan Chase's. Yep. And uh, they bought up all their assets. And guess what happened to all the other regional bank stocks? They tanked. But they well, tanked. So first, so this is very, it's a similar thing to SVB, Silicon Valley Bank. They've been, they've been in trouble ever since the Silicon Valley Bank stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And then they, it was $100 billion in deposits in quarter one that customers withdrew. Yep. Out of First Republic? Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit. And so <clears throat> they're saying a lot of these deposits are much like the deposits in Silicon Valley Bank where they were above the $250,000 threshold for FDIC uh, guarantee. Yeah. And so they're pulling it out and putting it in bigger banking institutions like J.P. Morgan, Bank of America. It's still so wild Citibank. that people worry about that, even though there's never been an instance where their money wasn't safe, even though it's over the threshold. What do you mean? Like there's never been an instance where someone's money just got fucking lost. Like the the government still steps in and they did in the case of Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah, but that's rare. Usually like banks will fail. Like from I think 2008 to 2015, it was like 500 banks were failing. Wasn't WAMU? Washington Mutual was the biggest bank. That's why when they... so. This is now the second biggest bank failure. Mm-hmm. When they say that, it's because Washington Mutual in 2008 was the biggest bank failure. Right. So now we're at three banks that have failed this year. Hell yeah. SVB, Signature Bank, First, First Republic. Republic. And it looks like Pacific West might follow suit. Yeah, if you're watch- if you're following along, uh, <clears throat> Pacific West and the other one- Western Alliance. Western Alliance. But Pacific West is, I think, in a lot worse shape. Uh, they- even just today, I was because yesterday it was like down about twenty eight percent. I think they closed it. Uh, even today, it plunged forty two percent, and they halted trading on it. Awesome. Um, yeah. And the Fed is now in in light of all this, they're trying to establish stronger banking rules so that shit like this doesn't happen again. They're yeah, expanding it, it and trying to make it more. Um, what's the word? Not generalized, but uh, standardized. Right. We're jumping around a lot. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's, uh, so so that's three banks that failed. And it's interesting, the New York Times pointed this out. In 2008, 25 banks had failed, mm-hmm. right? So 25 is more than three, right? Yes. Yeah, you crunched the numbers on that. Yeah. But <clears throat> when adjusted for inflation, the th- the three banks that failed this year, um, it's 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 bigger than those 25 banks failing. So the three banks held a total of $532 billion in assets. That's more than the $526 billion held by the 25 banks that collapsed in 2008. Right. So it's a pretty big deal. I mean, it's obviously not, that doesn't mean the same thing's going to happen. It's just the there's a lot of, uh, these banks have a lot of exposure and risk with these interest rates rising. Right. And regional banks especially, um, it, it, it's unclear if it's going to stabilize and the fed just did, you know, just yesterday another 25 points. Yes. Hike. But then Powell also said 
the banking system is resilient and it is strong. And then literally the next day, 12 hours later, Pacific West and Western Alliance are just kind of like, how do you trust anything that people say? By the time this comes out, I mean, I'm not going to say, who knows, but it's, it's entirely possible that Pacific West will be gobbled up by a larger bank. JP Morgan is going to be so effing big. They already are so effing big. That's the thing. So to even do this, for JP Morgan to even step in and take over this bank, they had to get permission because they they had to make an exception because I think when the when a bank is responsible for like 10% or more of American deposits, uh-huh. They're not allowed to do this. They're not. They're not allowed to step in and buy a bank like this. And they're now responsible for ten percent or more. Oh yeah. How much are they responsible for now? I think their assets were like three trillion dollars, and it, you know it's pretty much orders of magnitude when you're talking. Like I think I can't remember who's. It might be Bank of America who's lower than them at like two point something trillion. Yeah. Like low two trillions. It's too big. I mean, J- J- you know, Jamie Dimon is going to be. He's going to be more powerful than. Jamie Dimon is the head of J.P. Morgan Chase. Yeah, he's going to be more powerful than President Biden of the United yeah, States. Yeah, I mean America. he's going to he's going to control so much. Yeah, I mean he already does. It's it's wild. And if these regional banks keep failing, more and more banks are going to keep gobbling up. They're probably going to keep failing. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's funny because people pe- people keep saying like, "Wow, it's just been a really bad year for banks," and it's like, "Well, not big banks." Yeah, quite the, to the contrary. Um, yeah, do we want to talk about these rules now? Yeah. Uh, these stronger <clears throat> oversight rules? Yeah, what were, you, what were you saying about it? Just that they're, yeah, they're trying to standardize it more instead of being just, you know, you have a certain set of rules for a bank of this size and um, uh, what's his name, Barr is requiring improved liquidity and capital requirements. And then this fucker... Uh, the Republican guy, the Republicans, of course, are going like, whoa, 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 this is too much regulation. Like, motherfucker, this just happened and you're already bitching about right. it being too much regulation? I also don't know if, like, the Fed is the best body for all. So the Fed released, it was like over 100 pages of th- their analysis of what happened with Silicon Valley Bank and everything. Right. They basically point fingers at everyone. They're like, it was everyone's fault. Uh, Congress rolling back. A lot of the stuff, if you, you know, we talk about it in, we did a big Silicon Valley Bank episode. So a lot of the stuff we talked about, Congress rolling back regulations, uh, you know, blaming bankers, blaming the Fed. Um, But it's weird the way they talk about it. They seem so ill-equipped for all this. Basically, you know, the Fed was doing things. He talks about how, um, so at the time of Silicon Valley's, Silicon Valley Bank's collapse, it had 31 unaddressed safe and soundness supervisory warnings from the Fed, Mm -hmm. okay? And that's triple the average number of peer banks, which is already kind of shocking that the average number of these banks had about 10 supervisory warnings, right? right? So uh, this is from the American Prospect. I think this was David Day, and he's talking about, you know, obviously SVB didn't see these warnings as well warnings, but merely as helpful suggestions that could be filed away. The fact that the average number of supervisory warnings is more than 10 suggests that the level of regulatory neglect applies to the entire industry. A culture of ignoring regulatory concerns can be inferred. And they're also not uh, staffed to to deal with this much. Right. They To enforce these regulations. Right. It's all so fucking slow. So they even wanted to, they like, they didn't even get around to the things they wanted to do to enforce them. Yeah. Uh, so even though the Fed supervisors first identified interest risk, interest rate risk deficiencies at SVB in 2020, they issued no formal warnings, only verbal guidance and lower level advisories for the ensuing two years. SVB initially thought it would make money from interest rate increases and only changed that view in October 2022. After telling supervisors about this, the supervisors issued one formal warning in November 22 and then planned but never executed a downgrade of the bank's sensitivity to market risk rating. Good shit. Good job. (laughs) Great job, team, all around. Um, well, the good thing, the good news is, is these new rules will take years to implement. So <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't. Right. It's like. Ugh. Right. They won't be able to effectively. 
I, I, mitigate the risk that is ongoing right now that we're like currently living through, right? Right. Um, and a lot of these regional banks seem especially vulnerable. People like Charlie Munger, Bill Ackman, all these people are screaming about the commercial real estate. Oh, yeah, exposure. That, the next, because a bunch of them are, yeah, exposed to all these bad, are they bad loans or are they just? I don't think they're necessarily bad loans. I think that the commercial real estate market is just still suffering from COVID, COVID yeah. and hasn't bounced back in a meaningful way. I right. think work life has changed forever. I mean, there are offices sitting empty or a quarter to a half full. Just um, fucking turn them into apartments, man. Problem solved. I don't know. Yeah, except for that would cost a lot of money to uh, revamp them. It's just an idea. I'm just spitballing here, you know? Oh, well. They'll figure it out. They always do. And if they don't, they'll get bailed out because they always do. Right, right, right. They'll come out on top. That's always the way. <clears throat> There's a these people who are very against government regulation, government oversight are always very pro government bailout when they oh, need it. Oh, big yeah, time. Yeah. Bill Ackman, uh, crybaby Bill Ackman, he's one of the worst ones, but he doesn't necessarily, he likes government uh, intervention. He always is like, he just on Twitter over the last couple of days was talking about how the government needs to step in and make sure that these regional banks don't fail. And it's like, I kind of agree but then I also, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to be like, let them fail. But then, yeah, those all those fucking people get wiped out. Well, I mean, I, I don't think they should. I don't think they should reward risky behavior from. Right. But uh, so, <clears throat> in that sense, I, I I don't think they should be like, sure, park all your money in one risky bank. And I mean, not only that, it I I'm pretty sure that. First Republic Bank was doing a lot of the same stuff yes. SVB was to encourage people to keep more money in their bank, right? Oh, don't worry, you don't, you don't have to spread out your risk and, you know, for your troubles, we'll give you great rates on mortgages and yeah. we're going to, you know, small business loans at, blah, blah, you know. <sighs> well, speaking of the Fed, uh, they raised rates as predicted by a quarter of a percent and they kind of hinted that basically Powell said a decision on a pause was not made today because at first the market was thinking, oh, whoop-de-doo, they're talking about now this is it for right now. We're going to pause thereafter, but that's not true. He was talking at his news conference that they'll be deciding based on incoming data. They might pause. They might not. It's always the same fucking story. I know, man. It's... This man, a classic man unwilling to commit. <laughs> That's fucking Jerome Powell, man. He's that is, yeah, he is. He's a total man unwilling to commit. Uh, boy, his mouth just keeps getting Jerome smaller Powell and smaller. for the last two years has been a guy at a at a three month mark in a relationship. Going, I just don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm ready, but like, I do like you. No, like I really like you. He's also kind of an idiot, right? He was tricked by this. Uh, these Russians. I don't know if he's an. Uh, it's. Anybody could have been duped by these Russian pranksters. And apparently multiple people have been duped by these Russian pranksters. These same pranksters? Yeah, yeah. No fucking way. Who else? Uh, I don't know. Some other... I don't think they were all U.S. But it is just funny that I, apparently he thought he was talking to uh, Zelensky. And he was giving him updates on... Giving him updates on the economy and... Was he on likely, television? No, but they. I think it's a Zoom call. They have, they have video of him. What a dork. What a doofus. Also, if you're, God, these fucking people, when they do something cooler, like when they hacked uh, Bill That's Gates' the thing. Watching it is so lame. It's like, oh, you just got him to talk about stuff you would have talked about anyway? It's like not anyway? that funny. It's yeah. like you pranked him into <laughs> saying the same bullshit about how yeah. a recession could be coming, but there's uh, the same likelihood that we have a soft landing. You remember those guys... Um, who hacked like Elon Musk's Twitter and Bill Gates's Twitter, and all they did was just say like Phase Clan or whatever. They're fucking gamer. Th yeah. They just you could have made millions of dollars tweeting anything else, and they fucking didn't. They blew it. Well, uh, we don't need to watch. Yeah, he just says the same shit. Um, my favorite story of the week. 
Hindenburg, as we all know, if you don't know, they're the research group. Short sellers. Short sellers. That they're not. They're not literally short. Some of them are, though. I, I've been to the Hindenburg headquarters. It's a lot of guys with uh, complex. Just a bunch of tiny guys running around? Yeah. Just a bunch of little guys. Just <laughs> Yeah. Really aggressive. Really aggressive guys. Yeah. I remember I was talking to this one guy, 5'6". Damn. And I said, so this is the short seller place. And he starts, he's poking me in the chest. <laughs> what gives you the right? <laughs> and he said, don't. I'll have you know. <laughs> no, but you probably heard about them with first the Adani story was a big story with them. The they company. yes, they exposed a lot of stuff with the Indian company and then the other big one was uh Jack Dorsey's block. Yes. Or, well, uh, yeah, and all the square stuff and everything. Yeah. But the big one this week was uh they came after my distant relative Carl Icon. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, they accused pretty hefty accusation. You don't need to pull it up because I got just all the things here. But um, Carl Icahn, the the corporate raider, the guy who's now in his fucking eighties, I think, mm-hmm. worth fifteen billion dollars, not anymore. But uh, now about nine, probably. Probably their their accusations caused Carl Icahn and uh, IEP is a stock ticker. Icon, Icon Enterprises. Enterprises to drop by 35%. And I will try my best. We'll try our best here to kind of sum up their accusations because they're pretty straightforward. But Well, maybe before you even do that, explain a little bit like what Hindenburg is. They're, they're short sellers, meaning like they take big bets against these companies. Yes. And then they... Publish research. <clears throat> publish all this. Like So with Adani, I didn't look as much into blocks, but Adani, when you look through the report, I mean, these are detailed they're looking they're looking through their books i mean probably over a hundred pages of just analysis they're doing on the soundness of the business any kind of wrongdoings they they go really in depth on this stuff yes and with that comes credibility so that each subsequent report people short first and ask questions later and like i mean this is kind of the case here I remember when Citron, another big short selling group, used to have the same kind of sway, but they've kind of lost not credibility, but they're oh just, through the GameStop. Or was yeah. that Citron? No, Citadel maybe or Citron. I think I can't remember if they were and they announced they were short. They might have been long GameStop, but Citron's a fuck. I fucking hate that guy. Andrew left. But so <clears throat> Hindenburg is levying some pretty heavy accusations yes. towards. Icon Enterprises. Essentially saying that it's acting kind of like a Ponzi scheme. scheme. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So Carl Icahn and his son Brent, I think. Name your son Brent. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. Carl. Geez. It's either Blanket or... <laughs> <laughs> it's either Blanket or Apple. What's the other kid's name? No, Paris. Gwyneth Paltrow's kid. Paris. Oh, that's right. Uh, so Carl and his son own about 85% of Icon Enterprises. And so right off the bat, Hindenburg is accusing them of overinflating the it's a holding company so they own a bunch of shit and they're saying that icon enterprises trades at a 218 percent premium to their net asset values which is more than double the next highest right uh fund that they found um and some of them they com- compared dan dan Loeb's uh i can't remember the name of his fund but bill ackman those guys trade at a at a discount to their um nav so currently, things are pretty good at Icon Enterprises, right? Like, they're investors. Don't they get pretty high dividends and everything? Yes. So that is... Like, outside of this, everything was looking pretty good for... Everything was looking kind of okay, rosy. Yeah. yeah. I actually remember years ago when Carl Icon took a stake in uh, Netflix. And I fucking was like, oh, damn it. Because the stock started to jump. And then it went up like 10x from there. Because usually this stuff comes out after it all implodes, right? Yes. Okay. Um, but at the time, Icon Enterprises shot up to like 140-something per share. But anyway, so Icon Enterprises has the largest dividend out there. Um, 15%. I think just about 15.8% annual dividend. Uh, and part of their appeal, if you if you... Part of the appeal of the company is that yeah they've got the large the largest dividend you can get and you get to like invest alongside 
to legendary an Carl Icahn. titan of industry. An absolute fucking titan of industry. Um, but so that dividend is possible in part because Carl Icahn takes his dividend. Remember, he owns 85% mm-hmm. of the company. He takes his dividend in the form of more Stop. units, yeah. more, more shares of the company. But they don't have the cash flow. That's another part of Hindenburg's report is that if you look at their cash flow from the last 10 years, it's just been on a decline. So they don't have the cash flow necessary to support the remaining 15% of the shares to issue the cash dividend to shareholders. So what do they do? They issue more stock to get cash to pay. They get new investors to come in right? to then pay the existing investors, which is by definition a Ponzi scheme. Ponzi scheme. <laughs> And they have sold... Invented uh, by an Italian. <laughs> we can't forget that. Arguably the biggest contribution to the world since spaghetti. That's right. And, pom- and, and pom- the Italians pomodoro. are cooking up something else, so... What are you guys cooking up? I'll just stay tuned. Oh, wow. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> Digital pizza crust. <laughs> so they've done... Uh, Icon Enterprises has done at the market offerings, which is where they sell stock at the current prevailing market price of $1.7 billion worth since 2019. And to quote Hindenburg, in brief, Icon has been using money taken in from new investors to pay out dividends to old investors. But Icon isn't the only one that they're implicating in this. They're also pointing, the, wagging the finger at investment bank Jefferies, which is the only investment bank that covers Carl Icon Enterprises. Interesting. And quizzically, they've got a, had a buy rating on it since forever, and they even say that its dividend will be safe, quote, into perpetuity. Damn, that sounds irresponsible and negligent, don't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, we're the only bank covering it, and uh, no, it's totally safe. Their dividend's going to be fucking safe forever. It's totally fine. And we're also the bank handling the sale of the units, so no, that's totally cool. And guess what? In 2011, you'll never guess who bailed out Jeffries. I have a feeling it was Icon. It was Carl Icon. <laughs> he bailed them out via bonds. He bought some of their, they were like distressed or whatever, and uh, Carl Icon swooped in and saved the, the day. Jeffrey sounds like a, 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 a suit store for little boys. <laughs> it totally does. Welcome, welcome to Jeffrey's. Welcome to Jeffrey's. Wow, you look cute, little man. What is it, your bar mitzvah? Yes, sir. What are you looking for today, Blanket. <laughs> I'm looking for I'm actually I'm I, I work at Hindenburg I'm not a little boy I'm a small man <laughs> me just at 25 like please Jeffrey you have to make me a suit I know I'm too big so Hindenburg goes on to say that their 5.6 billion dollars in net asset values is inflated at least 25 percent citing how they own uh so one of the things that they point out is that they own 90 percent of a meat packaging business can't remember the name of it but they valued it at $243 million, despite the company being currently valued at $89 million. So they're just blatantly saying, oh, yeah, we're marking it, uh, you know, fucking three times as much as it's actually worth. They've they've crunched the numbers. They've crunched the numbers. And they also numbers are good. And the numbers are good. They reported $455 million in real estate holdings that uh, have maintained stable value for years, despite declining net income in those same assets, and despite one of them being the fucking Trump Plaza in Atlantic City that was demolished in 2020. Well, well that vacant land in AC is going to be worth <laughs> a mean, lot. I mean, it's worth a lot of money. Uh, the sky, what do they call that? The sky rights? Because that's how Trump made a ton of his money, buying real estate and then like selling the sky, selling the sky rights or something. <laughs> it's a thing, trust me. Uh, so... They're not the only ones who noticed that there was a bit of uh, uh, question marks going on. So in January of 2020, UBS dropped coverage of Icon Enterprises, saying that there was a lack of transparency and their uh, marks were divergent from their public market values. Huh. So it seems like Hindenburg really nailed it. Exposed. They also point out that they've got a ton of debt that they can only refinance. They can't take on new debt and refinancing currently with interest rates as high as they are puts them in a bit of a pickle. Not only that, finally, 
Carl Icahn, according to uh, Hindenburg, personally has about 60% of his uh, IE, his Icon Enterprises holdings, about 60% of it is pledged for personal margin loans. So basically, he's borrowing against his own shares. But the problem with that... Like most rich people. Like most rich people. Those loans are contingent upon the stock price staying above a certain threshold. Right. And what happens when you drop below that? Well, the the person, the institution, the entity lending <clears throat> you the money against your shares is likely going to panic because, hey, what if that shit goes to zero? That's the leverage that we're right. holding against the loans that we've given you. You get margin called. But... We don't know, shareholders don't know the terms of those loans. So there's no telling, like, at what point is he going to have to liquidate, which would further affect the price of Icon Enterprises. So it's all just one big fucking mess. And my, my message to Carl Icon is just quit. You're like fucking 90 years old. Oh, yeah. It's just a fucking sickness, quit. dude. Yeah. It's fucking sickness. Just Say, hey, you know what? They got me. And uh, I'm just going to bow out. I'm going to pass it off to my brilliant son, Brent. That's the real loser in all this. Brent, Brent? going, fuck. <laughs> shit was good when daddy was around. Yeah. Oh, boy. But now he's got to steer the ship. Fuck. Fuck. And it's taking on Just water. your liver spotted dad. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Also, meat packing, meat packaging. Carl Icahn getting into fucking meat packaging. That's a problem too. You got this old ass dude like meat packaging is always safe. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking the Trump Plaza. Criminy. God, dude. In so, AC? In Atlantic City. Oh, he's lost his touch. He used to he what didn't he buy Tupperware or something? No, no. He bought what, what was the big one? The airline? Uh oh. He bought Fucking, oh, this is killing me. Eh, who cares? We'll figure it out. He also bought a bunch of Apple during- Yes, he did buy a bunch of Apple. He is the reason why Apple uh, did a cash dividend. Yeah. He pressured, so, you know, he does, his whole modus operandi, is that right? Did I get that right? Yeah, his whole MO. Fuck yes. Is uh, shareholder value and fighting for the shareholder. And he's been- uh, Often clashing with labor. Yes, that's and with boards, everybody hates yeah. the guy. The big story with the, I, we can't think of the name, but the airline, he fired a bunch of the airline employees. And yes. Just like, didn't In order to, to save the airline, yeah. this needed to happen. But he pushed Tim Cook and the board of directors at Apple to take their giant treasure chest of cash and start doing buybacks and dividends, and they did. And he's currently in fights with uh, some DNA sequencing company called Illumina. I don't know what he's doing with them, but that's been making headlines too. Hmm. Yeah, fake a heart attack, dude. Get out of it. Everybody will be like, "Oh no!" And I just, it's, it's, it. I'll never be able to understand the being eighty, being in your eighties, having billions of dollars. What else are you gonna do if you've been doing that your whole life? The fucking crossword puzzle. No, what you have billions of dollars, and your idea of a good life is crossword puzzle. No, no, that's. I'm saying that that's what he's probably thinking. You know what? Well, I what do? else am I? I'd be do? on a fucking boat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'd be, I'd like, be on a farm with like a hundred dogs. Anything. Yeah. That's what. Honestly, it's like one of the reasons that I'm having a hard time watching the succession season. This. Oh yeah. It's like, who cares? Take the fucking money, you absolute morons. Yeah. It's just like, I know we're supposed to be like, oh, but business. Yeah, and on. they want to fill their dad's shoes and yeah. build a media empire. It's just like, I can't relate in any way. Yeah, don't fill just, your dad's shoes. Just fucking, I don't know, fill them with cement and it's dump them in the lake. pathological. Yeah, truly. These people have a sickness, but not us. We have a sickness, but it's a different kind. Yeah. Uh, speaking of sickness and billionaires. Oh, speaking, oh wait. Well, my favorite guy, Stan Druckenmiller, because I don't think that he's got a sickness. He's just a cool guy. But he, uh, Stan Druckenmiller is a, is a trader and hedge fund guy, and he's like retired. But he was giving a speech at USC this week and was talking about the, uh, how the fiscal recklessness of the last decade has been like watching a horror movie unfold. 
in his comparison. He said, because everybody's worried about the debt ceiling coming in June. June 1st is the deadline that uh, Janet Yellen. Janet Yellen said, yeah, it's going to come quicker than she thought. June 1st, we could probably hit it. Ah, going to come quicker than she thought. Sounds like my ex-wife referring to me. Fuck. God, can we take that again? Yeah, she said uh, it's going to come quicker than we thought. Yeah, sounds like my ex-wife. Fuck, I did it again. You get what I'm saying. Your wife came quickly. No, no, me. What do you want to say? Oh, dude, it's been, oh, man, I'm tired. You know, it's because I haven't had breakfast. You're insane. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> Just get, get your act together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he was comparing the debt ceiling and the fiscal spending to worrying about whether a 30-foot wave will damage the pier when you know there's a 200-foot tsunami just 10 miles out. He's referencing the uh, Congress budget of the, the Congress Budget Oversight Committee or whatever, their own report that by 2040, 100% of tax revenue is going to go toward entitlements like Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, basically spending on seniors will account for 100% of... Is that going to be us? Are we going to be seniors by 2040? We'll be dead, pal. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you're right. Don't worry your pretty little head about all this. All these seniors are going to die, though, right? <laughs> We're all going to die. I'm, I know, but them sooner than us. God willing. It'll probably all be about the same time in like 2035, Yeah, I'd imagine. Except for my mom. May she live forever. Yeah. Our moms will make it. Yeah, our moms will make it. Uh, but he was referencing a pretty terrifying thing that uh, he estimates, Stan Druckenmiller estimates that the actual U.S. debt is closer to $200 trillion, not the official $31.4 trillion. That's scary. But at that point, it's kind of like when you owe the bank a million dollars, you've got a problem, but when you owe the bank a billion dollars, the bank has a problem. I don't know who's who in this situation. Right, but if like, I owe the bank... A million dollars, the bank owns me. Yeah. If I owe the bank a billion dollars, I own the bank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So who owns the U.S. when we've got a $200 trillion debt? Like at what point it's all... I don't think this... I mean, I know you love him and stuff. I just... You don't think he's right? No, and I don't think he really has like a good grasp of of how government spending works and everything. I That's think the thing is there are so many... People have been crying about this whole thing about not being able to fund social security since forever yeah uh the debt ceiling and everything it's a made-up thing yeah it's not a real thing they're always gonna well i mean there have been times where they let it lapse briefly um they likely will figure out a new budget Uh, it's just political brinkmanship traders like this love to fucking do this shit They're, they're they're i mean they like their whole thing they, they they make their bones by you think that he's trying to stir up shit to freak out the market and... no 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 i think he just they like, like they love to stay relevant they love to go on fucking ah, tv and have a yes. fucking thing to say that's a good point that's a good I point mean, michael burry loves his fucking oh he loves it he though. loves his whole persona he's been right once yeah he loves it's his a, Twitter it was account. a big once yeah you know he's been right other times but sure. smaller to a smaller extent. But these guys' whole thing is like being right once in a while and making a big bet. Yeah. And then so we have to we have to listen to what they say about everything. Yeah. We have to hear their opinion about... Well, should we get into... We gotta. We gotta get into what? AI? What do we want to talk about? While we were, while we were away... Joe Byron? Joe Byron announced he's running again. Yeah. Doesn't he call himself Brandon now? No. Like at the White House Correspondence Dinner? I think he referred to himself as Oh, Brandon. oh, I mean, to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. He put on his glasses and was like, Brandon's coming. Dark Brandon. <laughs> dark Brandon. Dark Brandon. I don't even think he understands the dark Brandon meme. Like, dark, in, that was a, that was in response to people calling him dark Brandon when he started doing, like, it was like people on the left were calling him based for doing things like, uh, the student loan. Oh, right. Forgiveness. Anything that they agreed with, they were like, "Dark Brandon is coming." There was a weird period where he. It seemed like he was getting a lot of shots of uh, whatever adrenaline or amphetamines they've they've got him on that cocktail. <laughs> it seems like maybe they they hit him too many times and he was going nuts. He was like at the White House Correspondence Center. No, no, no. no. There, there was a. I mean, I'm sure they hit well, him with it at that point, but what? His face, like, 
his just his fucking oh, face. Oh, I mean, dude, since he announced now, whenever I'm on YouTube, I get I get ads for him asking for money, donate to my campaign. Uh huh. And it's just that, like, right away, hello, and you're like, God damn, dude. Yeah, he really looks like a fucking crypt keeper. He's just. He he's all he's almost. If on he the wins level. again, he'll he will be so old. I think he, he will, will be... die in office. Bernie Sanders came out and said he's not too old. Yeah, I mean, I get it. He's got to say that, but fuck, man. I mean, this guy. Is... It's all. It's got to be kind of weird too. At this point, <laughs> it's like fifty-fifty. Your vote for Biden is kind of a vote for. Kamala Harris. Is he gonna? Did he choose her again? As I don't know. I mean, it would be funny if they kicked her to the curb. But in favor of who? Who would you like to see? I mean, if he's gonna die, let Bernie be his VP. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, why not? But I mean, look, he does not. So people have been releasing polls. NBC News did one where I mean, it's pretty shocking. So the first thing is he, his, his job approval for as president has dropped to 41%, uh, 30% among independents, uh, just 38, 38% approve of the president's handling of the economy. Uh, he trails a generic Republican by six points among that. That means just like head to head against any Republican. Jesus. Uh, that's terrible. 41% saying they definitely or probably vote for Biden versus 47% who said they'd vote for the GOP candidate. Uh, and then this is probably the worst part. 70% of all Americans, including 51% of Democrats don't want Biden to run for president in 2024. Yeah. I'm one of them with nearly half of these respondents citing what factor do you think as the major his age? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's fucking ancient. (sighs) Yeah. So, I mean, with all the reports and everything, this was probably right around the time that they started reporting on Diane Feinstein going see now. Yeah. Also, at this point, I mean, I've said this before, but we're, we're this is fucking elder abuse. Let the man fucking get, just walk around in slippers. You know, I mean, just let him walk around in slippers. I mean, it's just. Like, I want to know what drug cocktails are giving him, because <laughs> I would like to try them. Can you imagine us on the shit that they're giving Biden? We'd be like, oh, I'd twenty two. I would be president by yeah. Tw- <laughs> I always say, if I, like... If you tried modafinil, you'd be... (laughs) (laughs) If I actually committed to taking Adderall every day for... Oh, buddy, no. It would not be what you think. You'd just be jerking off in front of the computer for five hours. No, because I didn't have that problem. My problem was that, like, it starts to turn on me. Uh, In what way? Oh, just, you know... Well, you can't sleep and, you know, it, it makes you depressed. You have trouble eating. So, but if I could capture that, like that first week of taking Adderall, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, oh, if I could get that for, pro- I'd be president in, in, in 2036. I remember one of my best delusions on Adderall was thinking I could be president and I laid out, I'm like, all you got to do is run for mayor. Boom. Done. Sorry. City council first. Done. Mayor. Done. From there. Easy step to either Congress or Senator. <laughs> then from there, I mean, that's I was like kind nineteen, of and I was like, I could do that, man. That's that's the most meaningful thing that I could do with my life to like positively have an impact on the world. Now it's this. Also, I, I want to point out because a lot of people, Republicans and people, excuse me, on the left have been talking. Sorry, Whoa. a lot about how the DNC, the, Dem- the Democratic National Convention, is talking about how they are uh, they're not going to host primary debates. Yeah, because they already chose their guy, Brandon, Dark Brandon. Yeah, but people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and people on the left are like, "This is fascism," or whatever the fuck. But that's just commonplace for when there's an incumbent president. Yeah. They did not do that for. Obama, they did not do that for Clinton. Clinton yeah, I don't, I'm pretty Bush. sure Republicans did not do that either. Yeah, this no not kidding. Like a, and that's not to say I would like it if they did, and to treat other candidates seriously if they want to, if they want to run. There's a big push to make it seem like anyone running, like uh, Marianne Williamson, is just a absolute crazy person, and she's just like a lady with her crystal ball or whatever. But I don't think that's the case, and <clears throat> I'd love it if they actually hosted debates but yeah i, I would not want to see joe biden debate 
Actually, it doesn't matter how bad he would do. They would still fucking say like, wow, he won. Can you believe it? Right. (sighs) I mean, look, the plan is the same as it was in 2020. We know you're not excited about Biden, but it's better than the alternative. You don't want the alternative. Things will get much worse if you don't vote for the shitty candidate. And we'll see if that's enough for 2024. (laughs) It's going to be a long couple of years, man. Well, who knows? I know. It's going to Do you think it's going to be better? Let's be optimistic. It's going to be better. Yeah, why not? Uh speaking of things getting better, AI, man. Oh, well we forgot that so the Republicans what? released an AI attack ad. Oh, on on Joe Biden. On Joe Biden. Let's see it. Let's watch it. Oh boy, this should be good. Here we go. Now call the 2024 presidential race for Joe Biden. This morning, an emboldened China invades Taiwan. Financial markets are in free fall as 500 regional banks... What if financial systems crumble? What if our border is gone? What if crime worsens? Whoa. (laughs) Wait, pause it. They had an AI-generated, like, Chad MS-13. Yeah, yeah, MS-13. Look at him, man. He's like... (laughs) What if this guy is roaming the street? Oh, dude. The whole thing, yeah. Well, the whole thing. What did the what prompt did they put in there? Hot gang guy, hot gang guy with a uh, MS thirteen tattooed on his forehead. Damn, dude. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely like a compelling message, right? Like, I mean, that's their whole thing. The yeah, right whole thing is, you know, when you hear them talk about cities and everything, it's like it's a fucking mess. I mean, that's not Joe Biden's fault. Is it? But they're not even, they're not really a mess comparatively. Like when you, when you look at crime rates in New York City or whatever, comparatively, when you're looking at rates, not amount, because Uh there's a way higher population in New York, they're they're either comparable or much lower. To Republican cities? Or just smaller cities? Like smaller. Ah, yeah. Uh, So it's just like, it's not really the truth and and now it's so easy to make things go viral and go yeah i we were just talking about that i can't remember his name the guy the the guy who was killed in new york on the subway jordan neely oh yeah yeah maybe just happened um yeah and i mean that's so there was a guy who was killed on an uptown train in in new york this was just this week he was put in a headlock by a 24 year old marine from long island and it's it's like I think that I think that's a product of all these people. Everyone's so scared, like, and I think it's like, oh my god, this is a crazy person from what is? It's my foot. Oh, oh. it's a crazy person from the city. He's gonna kill us Homeless. all. Well, because he wigged out on the train, and then this guy freaked out and choked him out. <laughs> he was he was talking about how he didn't have food and water, a place to live. Yeah. And I think he threw his jacket on the ground. I don't. I mean, I've been uh, I've been around a lot of people freaking out. I don't think that. Yeah, same. Is, is any reason to put them in a chokehold and kill them? Yeah. Well, if we get more Joe Biden, we'll get more. All of the above: crime and drugs. Give me the drugs. Get us more drugs. Well, we still got AI. Fuck. You had Microsoft, Meta, Google, Amazon. They all mentioned AI over 168 times on their uh, recent conference calls. Chegg, did you see Chegg's thing? What happened? They mentioned AI. They said that AI is killing them, and their stock dropped like 40% just immediately. Because like, apparently more college kids are using AI than to than as, stu- as study aids yeah. than their shit, which makes sense. Um does it though? AI gets a lot of shit wrong. That's yeah. That's another thing. Is it's outdated? Well, depending on what you're studying, I guess. Because the Chat GPT only goes up to like 2021, 2021, right? I don't know. I th- isn't it? Is oh, I thought that it was up to 2021. I didn't say it's not. I said I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. 
And then uh, this fucking Google guy, the godfather of AI. Although then the article goes on to talk about how there are multiple godfathers of AI. He's leaving. His name is Jeffrey Hinton. He was. It's like an artificial intelligence pioneer. He was. Uh, he was at University of Toronto for a long time, and then <clears throat> uh, an AI company he made with, I believe, some students of his got bought by Google, and he's been working at Google. Um, but now he's saying he regrets all these fucking guys, like. If they if they knew the potential for it being bad, why? I guess if you got to be the first to do it, you might as well be the first. Is well, he actually he actually talks about it. He said uh, he talks about he brings up Oppenheimer, right? Who was responsible for the nuclear weapons program? Oppenheimer. Uh, yeah, he was talking about you know how if you have this opportunity to do beautiful things with science you still want to do it and he also i don't think he thought he was i think he knew there was a risk right but he's it said until last year he said google acted as a proper steward for the technology careful not to release something that might cause harm but he blames the you know this arms race basically you know uh now that microsoft has augmented its bing search engine with a chatbot challenging google's core business google is racing to deploy the same kind of technology that tech giants are locked in a competition that might be impossible to stop and you know i find it so he didn't this has been happening quite a bit i'm sure you guys all remember there was a there was a letter that a bunch of ai professionals signed about yeah halting doing a 6 month pause but that would just give China the opportunity to surpass us, also, according to some things, of these people. These things are going to be pretty hard to implement, right? That's the big thing. Everyone's, it's not like nuclear arms, which, again, is still hard to implement. But when you're doing something like that, you have to obtain materials that are quite difficult to get, right? And you can kind of control, you can kind of control the output of those sources and everything. How are you going to stop labs from working on AI? Right. Um, but yeah, I, so he didn't sign on to those. He didn't sign on to any of those letters. He didn't want to trash Google while he was still working there. And then he told them he was going to be leaving for these reasons and everything. But I do find him interesting. So apparently he was uh, he was working at um, he was working at an American university first. Oh, Carnegie Mellon. He was working at Carnegie Carnegie Mellon in the eighties. But at that time, all of the AI research was coming from. Uh, the Pentagon, the Defense Department, and he was like, "I don't want to, I don't want to be working." That's when he right. made the shift to go work in Canada. Uh, <clears throat> the thing about AI that worries me is bioweapons, like telling the AI to. I mean, he he doesn't. I think he refers to it, but he talks about how they can start to basically one AI can be like 10,000 people doing research and then that one talks to another AI and they just exponentially fucking blow up. But all it takes is one bad actor to ask the AI to, or like Putin. Well, I guess, yeah, that'd be the definition of a bad actor. Like, I think he references in the article about what if someone like that were to say, make me more powerful, something like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the just the... Potential for them to use AI to make, yeah, like I said, like a bioweapon that could then be synthesized using fucking 3D printers or whatever. That's the thing that scares the shit out of me. That is pretty scary. That is pretty scary. <clears throat> An addictive, a new, highly addictive Coca-Cola. Yeah, his whole thing, that's his whole thing. He's like, I don't know how, there. there's no way to prevent bad actors from yeah. using this in a bad way. It's funny, there was a, I mean, it's just kind of tragic. He's, he had this quote about, he said, I console myself with the normal excuse. If I hadn't done it, somebody else would have. Well, at least he acknowledges that it's like the normal excuse. Yeah. I mean, he's probably right, right? It's not like... Yeah, so it would, all of this would, that's like the inevitable outcome of all of this is fucking... I'm just tired of being at the whim of a few big fucking tech nerd guys. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> Truly. Like, I'm sick of being... It's like, all right, this is... Even just these CEOs talking about it, it's all of a sudden. They weren't talking about it at all a year ago. And then all of a sudden, oh, 
this company did it and now we got to all right well that's everything. they talk about this stuff and that's what i find so funny he's talking about you know oh in 2012 oh in 2015 i'm like i didn't even know it was a thing in 2015 yeah. i didn't like i heard about it a couple years ago yeah or like that guy work oh fuck i can't remember his name but he there was that contest that they do every year and he won it in like 2012 2011 and then it's been in development ever since and now he went on to work at OpenAI with Sam Altman and gave birth to this shit yeah fucking shit but now he's he's scared about how fast it's happening and there's no slogan he said look at how look at how it was 5 years 5 years ago and how it is now take the difference and propagate it forwards that's yeah. scary so it's just going to continue to get more and more it's going to happen at such an alarming rate. So, I mean, I'd like to go more in depth and talk about, because, I mean, it's right now the U.S., European Union, and China, and I'm sure everywhere, is is doing role, rule proposals for the regulation of AI. Um, and, like, in... The Biden administration has basically asked for comment on what they think, what people think should be in these regulations and everything. And it's just like, by the time, by the time you get anything on the books, it, it's going to become a whole new thing. You guys aren't going to oh, be yeah. able to anticipate any of this. You guys move so slowly and they're so behind the ball at this point. I mean, obviously I hope that stuff gets put in place that that makes sense and protects people not only you know safety wise but also <clears throat> artists and ip problems oh yeah i mean yes people's jobs and livelihoods and hopefully there's a way to negotiate a sensible way forward yeah but i i don't have high hopes for that oh and especially when you look at the uh the lawmakers talking to the tiktok guy their grasp on the internet and technology is tenuous at exactly. best. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, well, at least we got the oldest man in the world uh, at the helm. I mean, yeah, honestly, imagine like, I want to, I want to hear what he has to say about AI. Yeah, that would be interesting. But, but and in that, a debate. that shouldn't be unreasonable. With, no, with everything of course go- not. <laughs> right. But, I do think there's a lot of people who would be like, don't be unfair. Don't be, <laughs> don't be mean. No, I want to be mean. But it's not mean. It's like he's doing what an old person is supposed to do, which is be like 86 and out of touch. And eat double chocolate ice cream. Also, what a dog shit. Come on, dude. Cookies and cream. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, don't feel great about. But I'm still net positive, I think. Net I, positive on what? On just everything. I, I know we, we get negative on here a lot, but I am overall positive on um, how society will On progress. human spirit. Yes. The human... Yeah. Hmm. On, on our utilization of artificial intelligence to be overall a boon to society and not a... And culture, and not a detriment. <clears throat> if people at the helm can get their frigging act together, I do have to say I'm pretty. I like I go back and forth on the AI thing, where I'm like impressed or just like, oh, this is bullshit. Yeah. They're, oh, not even terrified. Just like impressed or this sucks. Oh, I mean, whenever I'm impressed, I feel like there's a sense of being terrified, and then whenever I'm like, oh, this sucks, I'm like, maybe. Just because, you know, all these companies implementing these, uh, the Spotify DJ, you're like, oh yeah, remember you're like, that? oh cool, they're doing it. And then you're like, this sucks. Yeah, it's fucking, it's this just fucking another sucks. iteration of Siri, <laughs> which still fucking sucks. I still will ask Siri a basic question. It's like, I just found this on Google. And it's like, I'm not asking you to Google for me. <laughs> but then on the other hand, there are, you know, to stick with like Spotify and music, there are, there were people putting up songs where you could not tell that it wasn't the artist. Yeah. You're like, okay, that's kind of wild. Yeah. I haven't, I, I've been getting a lot of shit where it's like Kanye singing Taylor Swift. Now that's, that's, that's evocative. <laughs> that makes me, wow. Ugh. 
Anyway, should we wrap it up? What do you think? I think we have to. Yeah. Got a, we got a long day ahead of us. We're a third of the way there. Going to get a tuna sandwich? Are we going for sandwiches? Well, yeah. What else are we going to do? Hey, you know I love a sandwich. Yeah. And then I'm getting Ethiopian food tonight. Oh, dude. I went to one recently. Really fucked that shit up. It was great. Yeah. Did you, did you get the meat or did you just the get the... Uh, no, no. Yeah. Like veggies. What's the bread called? Uh, Spongy pancake. It's not doll, is it? I don't know. Non? No. No, it's not non, dude. If you know, leave it in the comments. Um, if you know what the bread is called. If, if you know what, you know the, what the Ethiopian called. bread is called. It's probably not even bread. It's something, technically, it's something else. Uh, we'll see you in After Hours. We love you. Bye. This week on After Hours. I'm like getting ready to start freaking out at him. And he was like, do you mind if we have a quick chat? Truly, I'm starting to think like maybe I did something to you. I'm like, did I fuck your girlfriend? Like, why are you fucking did you treating me? Did you say that? Me? I was like, why are you treating me like this? Because maybe no an idea. Italian fucked his girlfriend. We should just become drug dealers. Wouldn't that be fucking sick? Or just multivitamins. Prenatal vitamins. Isn't I'm that like, what we were going to do? But drugs would be more fun. We should run drugs for the CIA. I want to move back to New Jersey and just like get like low level into the mafia. But then all it takes is the guy being in a bad mood. He Joe Pesci mode. And he's like, you think you're a clown? Make me laugh, clown, or whatever. I, I didn't mean any of that, Joey. I'll suck you off right now. I swear. I'm sorry. I'd be good at it. Sucking off? <laughs> that too. But yeah. Sign up on TMGstudios.tv to watch the full bonus episode.